Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, episode 61. Importance of high-intensity training. Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, practical triathlon advice for everyday athletes. Sometimes it's meant to be hard. Oh yeah, high intensity is hard, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be nice to just cruise along through all of those sessions, Gerard. But uh, yeah, we talked about low intensity last week. We've yeah. gone to the other end of the spectrum. And, and what you said there is exactly why we've got to have some low intensity, some high intensity, that cruise along in between. Um, because that is a, a common place that, that people go to, kind of that comfortable, semi-comfortable in between. And we want to make sure that we get the full benefit out of everything that we're doing in training um, rather than just being stuck in between all the time. Yeah, the grey zone. Where yeah. It's not, you know, it's training, but it's not getting the benefits that you would get if, if you were in low or high in the appropriate zone. And if that's the grey zone, then uh, high is definitely the red zone, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Before we go into the high, so last week we did, we talked about low intensity and you mentioned about it being sort of the 80-20 rule. Yeah. You know, 80% of what we do is, is low. So just a, 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 bearing in mind, it is 80% of the time. Quick summary of, of some of the points that we covered there. Yeah, for sure. So the big thing about low intensity is it's about our long-term development as athletes. Um, you can go out and do a lot of low intensity and it doesn't make you faster here and today and now, but over the long term, as you accumulate more and more of that, it does give you a bigger base to do your harder training on and get more benefit out of that. So that that doesn't mean to say that that low intensity on its own is worthless. It's so much happens. You get so much because if you are spending roughly that 80% of your time at this, that, that's a huge benefit that you're getting from that. Yep. The, 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 the reason it, it doesn't often feel hard enough to people to feel like you're getting a benefit though. So that's where a lot of the, the, the mental barriers are with it. Yep. And you talked about, you know, f- feeling it, it, you know, the old nose breathing was always a, a useful kind of way to assess whether you were at the right level. If you, you know, if you don't have the, the beauty of sort of power meters, yeah. that type Definitely. of technology. So yeah, the, if you can, breathe through your nose for many, many minutes on end, um, then you are at low intensity very roughly. Um, yeah. that, that's, and th- there is a difference between comfortably breathing through the nose, which is most low intensity. I, I know we do a few tests of, of how fast or how hard can you go sustaining it, still breathing through the nose, which is kind of the, the upper limit of that low intensity. But that doesn't mean that you should always be trying to be at the upper end of a training zone because training zones aren't exact um, black and white break points. They're just an arbitrary um, point that we have to put in just for the sake of differentiating with zones. The body doesn't recognize those. The body just doesn't instantly switch from one to the other. It makes kind of a graduated process through. So if you are always busting a gut to be at the top of a training zone, well, you might still be pushing just a little bit too hard too often. Mm. Yeah, and they are, whether they are a running training zone, whether it be pace or heart rate or whether it's a power on the, on mm. the bike, I've certainly noticed that the, you know, there's, I won't say they're broad, but there's plenty of room to move. Yeah. You know, there might be, um, in my case, you know, 40 watts 
between the the low end of low and the high end of low. Yeah. So otherwise it becomes really hard. You, you get focused on trying to stick to an exact number. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's hard enough doing the exercise, let alone getting your brain to try and focus on that. So yeah, the, the, there's room to move. Yep, definitely. So yeah, like we said, a, a big part of time at low intensity, it's good for our long-term development and it's good for health in the long-term as well, not yep. smashing ourselves all the time. So it gives you that mag- magical base to do what is definitely not nose breathing activities, uh, otherwise known as high intensity. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about those. And mm. similar to last week, we talked about, you know, the whys, the what's, the how much, et cetera. So what is, you know, nose breathing is low intensity. Yep. <laughs> what is what is high intensity? Um, I could probably answer it myself, but I'll leave it to the expert. So high intensity is the other end of the scale that, that we're going to, we're kind of glossing over the medium for now. We'll come back to that one uh, next week. Um, but high, it's for those who are familiar with the more sciencey terms, it's above your lactate threshold. Um, it, it's around about your VO2 max. It's, it's a point where you're working really quite hard. And just to put a rough time on it is thinking about a, zone, a training zone has a range that you could go kind of between one and 20 minutes, your best possible all out effort. That's kind of the the range of high intensity. So you can see that that's actually a really wide range because how hard you can go for one minute is quite significantly different to how long you can go for, for 20 minutes. So something like, you know, the 5k time trial yeah. for running that that's, it, it's clearly that, as you, 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 you prescribe, this is all out best effort. Yeah. That's clearly going to be high intensity. Yeah, that's and, right. That, yeah. And if, if we're doing, um, say, just repeats on the, on the waterfront as we do in our squad runs, doing some speed reps, which might be anything from 30 seconds up to three minutes, those are high intensity as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think most people probably could have figured out what high intensity is, but <laughs> but, but useful to have an idea, you know, from a from a time perspective. Yeah, you know, what I could sustain for one minute would vary very differently to what I could sustain for twenty minutes. But yeah, yeah, that, that's why high intensity has a has a bit of a variance. That, yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, and again, we've got the what it is. You know, what why do it? I'm again, I could probably have a crack, but. Uh, you know, what, what I'll, the, I'll put you on the spot one of these days. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll pretend, you know, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but, uh, hey, that's so yeah. Why, why do we do it? Okay. So the obvious reason for doing it is, is your conditioning for top end performance. And for people who are doing short races, you imagine in a pool, the um, say one or 200 meters at the Olympic level, that's very high intensity for those guys. They, so they, they have to really, really hone their training around being able to eke out every bit of performance at that level. Um, for us, we're not racing at that level. Our races go for hours and hours. So it seems might seem somewhat counterintuitive to do high-intensity training. But the, the fact is, as we age, we lose that top-end potential. So... Our squad demographically has got people kind of towards the older end of the age groups, a lot of people 40 plus. So it's really valuable training to do frequently throughout the year, touching on these high intensity um, efforts 
to really try and hold up that top end of what, what our bodies are capable of for as long as we can. And there's, uh, you, people might've heard it described um, like, like building a house and that your low intensity training is kind of the foundations of the house. And then your high intensity training is about the peak of your, your roof. That if you have a, a, a very low peak, kind of your, your house is only so big, there's only so much you can fit inside your house. But if you work on your top end to increase the, the steepness of your roof and, and the height of that peak of your roof, then you can fit a lot more into your house. You can do a lot more in that. So for those of you listening, um, we know this is not a video cast. Gerard was kindly showing me what the peak of a house looks like with his hands. Hand signals. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just doesn't quite work with this kind of media platform, Gerard. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if it helps you explain it, that's fine. I'll do a video for the team one of these days, yeah. waving around. Yeah. And look, so the, just, the, just for, if, if somebody is doing mm. you know, this high intensity, does it then, you, as you say, you're, you're, you're increasing that, that top end of your ability to, so, you know, if I do, you know, 80, 20, low intensity, high intensity, in theory, my fitness improves and my, you know, my race pace for yeah, a 70.3 goes up. Yeah, that's right. Yep. It, it's yeah. all about increasing your performance. So it, it, any intensity that you train at will have an influence on your performance. Um, so it, even if you did absolutely nothing, if you came off the couch and you only did low intensity training, that would increase your performance and would increase that top end as well. Um, but when you do sp specific training at that top end, you're really trying to target that one area and pull that up a bit further. Yeah. But, but all levels of training do affect all levels of performance to some degree. And you mentioned older, <laughs> you mentioned older athletes and then went with over 40 which I, I, I didn't realize that was old. Um, it, it is. And in terms of athletics, it, it is because yeah. there, there is a lot of science and research that shows um, as we, as we get to 40 and beyond, that's when performance does start to decline. So maintaining this top end potential before our body just completely loses the ability to do it is, is a real key to holding up that performance as we, as we age. Yep. And no joke intended, but you, you know, you're almost halting the aging process from a fitness perspective. Yeah. If, if we do some of that high intensity stuff just to. Absolutely. Whereas if you, I suppose, as you, if you are an, a, an older athlete, if you just did low intensity, then you know, eventually performance would start to yep, that sure decline would. a little bit, I, I guess. But uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Sl slowly over the years it would. Um, and just as an aside, high intensity and strength work are the two things for, for those over 40, um, who, which will have the biggest influence. Yeah. You mentioned a, a couple of times, uh, not sure it was the last podcast about, you know, athletes that are new to the sport. Mm. Um, and I certainly remember the first time I ever followed a training plan, not one of yours. It was, you know, just something off the internet. It was very much about just running for time. Yeah. Um, and it was at Doug pace every single time. There were no hill repeats. There was no high intensity, low intensity, medium this or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned that some people who are new to the sport kind of have one gear and that's it. Yeah. Does this sort of, you know, high intensity, low intensity training help get them to understand the different gears they should, or well, could and should have? Definitely. Because you, you remember that, that it probably only felt like you had one gear 
And so if we do some specific things to force you into kind of either end of those, those scales, then you will develop multiple gears as a result of that. Now, a new person doesn't need to do a lot of high-intensity training. In fact, it should be very little, but it, um, but it should be enough to help stimulate that top end and for them to, to learn the feel of it so they understand the difference, difference to use at different times. Yeah. And I think you know, I've certainly learned, again, on one guinea pig, but you know, when you go through the, the varying types of training, when it does come to, to race day, you know, you know what is a, you know, your race pace and what's sustainable for you know, yeah. the half marathon or the full marathon, depending which event you might be doing. Um, so yeah, it's great for your fitness, but it also starts to allow you to give you, you know, those, those measures of, if I stay at this pace, I reckon I can do it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I've thrown the 80, 20 out a couple of times in this yeah. discussion, but you know, a little bit more detail about, you know, how much do we do of this well, high intensity that's a good stuff? Point, because out of that 20%, still only a small amount of that would actually be high intensity. Some of that 20% would be medium, some of it would be high. Because high intensity, it's very taxing on the body. So if you try and do big quantities of it, then you're probably going to get yourself run down and, and or injured, ill, kill your motivation, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, with, yeah, in, in the not too distant future. It, it, is, it is really taxing on the body. And, and like I mentioned, illness there, again, muscles can recover pretty quickly from from the impact of hard running and training can do um but it's the stuff inside your body that that you don't always see or feel or aware of that you can get yourself quite run down internally and then all of a sudden you're sick and out of action for an extended period yeah and like most things it's a a building process you yeah introduce high intensity sort of slowly but surely Yeah, so uh, I remember in the number of years ago when I started using a bit more high intensity in the training plans, um, some people go, oh, what are we doing high intensity right at the start of training? Aren't we supposed to be building a base? And and yes, it's when we use high intensity early on in the training process, it's actually, it's really small quantities. It's it's not five, lots of five minutes VO2 max repeats that would Mm. probably quite possibly kill us or at the very least um, be miserable as all heck at right at the start of training. So yeah. you think back a few weeks when we started this, uh, this winter training block, as we had some um, um, sessions on the trainer where some of our high intensity efforts were as short as 10 seconds. Um, yeah. some, some running bursts where there were only 10 to 15 seconds. It's um, yeah, it's not, long sustained efforts it's not huge numbers of repeats it's just touching these high intensities preparing the body to be able to do more as we go on yeah and you mentioned it sort of you know at the start it's 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 shorter it's very short bursts or or times um you carry on high intensity right through the season all the time yeah and uh, again not huge quantities all the way because you think as we get in closer to say a half Ironman event, we're not trying to optimize our high intensity performance, but again, we're using that to influence our overall fitness and, and maintain that, that top end capability. Um, But it's not, that's not specific to how we're racing, but it's still 
useful to keep in touch with all the way through training. Yeah. Um, and they're obviously not long, you know, it's not, you mentioned 20 minutes earlier, but that's, yeah, uh, no. you know, that's at the, the, the top end. These are things like, you know, two minute, three minute efforts with a couple of minutes in between. And then, do, you know, do hill repeats and sprints, they, do they count as part yep. of that? Yep, yeah, definitely. Um, so anything that's a kind of a high intensity, a sprint level effort, be it on the flat, on the trainer, on a hill, wherever it may be, there's, there's different ones of those that we use for, for different circumstances. Um, you, you've, you probably remember last year and previous years training things like 30, 30s, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, 40, yeah. 20s, things like that. I really like those because I find it's a way to be very achievable to hit high intensities, hit them frequently, um, but not long sustained enough that they become really, really tough work and take a toll on the body. Yep. We can get a lot of the benefit without without so much of the suffering. Yep. And hey, I, I think everyone will say that, that you know the sort of spreading the intensities and understanding the science behind it is fantastic. And uh, yeah, sometimes you do those those high intensity short ones, and you think, well, what's that really achieving? But, yeah. Yeah, you know, eventually down the line, you kind of like, ah, now yeah. I understand why. Yeah. You, you come to the 20th one and at the, the first one might not have seemed too hard, but the 20th, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anything else you'd like to say on the, on the high intensity side? It, it kind of, it is what it says on the tin for, for want of a better description. Um, yeah. But yeah, sort of in summary, you know, how, to convince somebody who's uh, a little, you know, reluctant to engage in the high intensity, you know what 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 are the what are the key points uh, i think the big thing is that because we are racing for such a long time is we're not trying to really optimize our high intensity performance so recognize that it's a smaller part of our training and that um i tend to break it down into those smaller chunks like i talked about 30 30s 40 20s so that so that it's very achievable mm-hmm. and if you haven't done that kind of thing before you start to learn very quickly what you're capable of and, oh, I can push on. I can just hold on for one more rep or go that little bit harder again. So it's a really, really valuable thing about learning about yourself as well as the mm-hmm. performance benefits that you're going to get. Um, it, it's also, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's so, so valuable for older athletes uh, because otherwise, if we don't do it, come back in five years' time, we just won't be able to reach those same levels. Um, but it, it is really um, demanding physically and mentally. So we've got to use it in those appropriate doses, only small amounts at a time to really get some benefit from it. And it's, there's a lot of talk uh, often comes out of the gym world about um, CrossFit, those kind of things, high intensity interval training. And, and that's what a lot of their training sessions are based around. But we're trying to couple our high intensity with our low intensity and with our medium intensity to get our, our performance, optimized performance overall for longer distance triathlon. Sounds marvelous. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I needed to be polite. Um, but yeah, I, I think over the years, Gerard, that you know, have, have you doing my training schedule, it, it took a little to get my head around the, the, you know, not so much the difference, but the benefits. Yeah. Um, because yeah, nobody likes to see, you know, 10 times 40 second hill sprints in their, uh, in their training schedule, particularly if you've got to go do it on your own. Yes. But, you know, as one of those a little bit over 40 athletes, 
um, I've certainly found the benefit from from that 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 mixture and the right balance, as you say, eighty percent low, you know, the other twenty percent is a mixture of medium and a little bit of high. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's great variety, but the greatest thing I've got is 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 the sort of the benefit and. You know, I might not be as fast as I was when I was 30, but I'm certainly faster than I thought I would be at my current age. Yep, perfect. Well, we'll see if we can wind back that clock over the next couple of years, see how close we can get. Yeah, okay. You can do some great stuff, but I'm not sure you can work magic, mate. <laughs> right, so look, that, that is it. It's, it's high intensity. It's not a huge part of our training, but it's a valuable part of our training. So thought well worth touching on here. And then we'll uh, talk where medium intensity fits in next week. Fantastic. Thanks for your time as always. Thank you, Doug. Awesome.